Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have the most recognizable face or soon to be most recognizable face in all of real estate, residential real estate, Glenda Baker, the Atlanta real estate agent. Hey, Byron. I cannot believe we're in person. I know. We were just talking about that. Like It's been on Zoom every time and now we're together. This is going to be electric. It's going to be an amazing podcast. So make sure you listen all the way through. Glenda, I think so many people see you right now and you're everywhere, especially if you're on TikTok. You are absolutely everywhere. But Instagram, you are, I'm, I'm serious when I say that. You're going to be one of the most recognizable faces of all time in residential real estate for agents in the history of agents. But I think a lot of people don't realize how giving you've been to other agents how you've built like this awesome referral network. You've done it with your clients for sure. I don't think people realize that the scale of which you give gifts to agents. It's one of the most amazing systems I've ever seen anybody implement. How much money have you given out to agents across the country over the years? In referral fees or in gifts? No, in gifts. Um, I spend about... Um well into the six figures on gifting. A year. A year. So what do you think that would be over the years? Um, or has it built up over time? You know, I started really strongly with the gifts about five years ago. Um, and I would probably wager to say that I have probably spent about, um, let's call it $250,000. All right. <laughs> I thought you were going to go higher there. but I might have, but yeah. I, I thought I would rein it in going a Going conservative. Bit. Yeah. It's, I mean, a lot of people were like, oh, I want to get that system built or they'll send out a gift sporadically, you know, one, maybe one client or one or you're consistent every single time. How do you do it? Well, there's a system and a process for everything. You know, Byron, and I don't know if you know this about me. I am an IC you're on an the IC. DISC test. Okay. Which means well, I'm bi- makes a lot of sense. Well, I'm a bipolar. So obviously, because I'm an expressive analytical. You're right. Which doesn't really go together. That is what Coach Shum would say. Yeah. Bipolar. Exactly. But I'm a D in times of conflict. So let's not be confused. So, so it goes way up when, yeah. when things go down. Well, trust me, we're never, ever going to have to worry about where we're going to eat because if you can't make a decision, I will. And if people don't know what the heck we're talking about right now, we're talking about the Tony Robbins disc assessment. Right. Just so you can look that up if, yeah. if you want to get into it. So I love to give gifts and I love to give gifts that are important to you, that are memorable to you, not that are memorable to me. And I think that on gift giving, that's where a lot of, gifters miss the boat yeah. is they give stuff that they like when really well, that's my mom by the way she does uh, that all the time well i mean that's the thing is like you don't you not necessarily you're not going to love what i love yeah so i want to get you something that's special to you and so i really try and do that but i do a lot of food because my name is glinda baker and so baked goods really kind of worked well with me. So for my closings, I do cakes with a picture of the house. For agents that send me referrals, I do brownies. For people's birthday, I do cupcakes. So the baked goods has really worked well because you trust people that give you food. Your mom yeah. tells you first thing, don't take candy from a stranger. Don't take food from a stranger. Sure. And once I send it, I'm no longer a stranger. And if my mom would just give food, then that'd be because she's one of the best cooks ever. So then that would be that'd be a big win there. You're also a real true business operator. You've had a team for how long? Since 2000. Since two, that's a long time because it's the last 10 years or so 
that teams have just taken over the industry. So you were on the forefront of this. Tell us about your team and, and how you started building one. Elizabeth's been with me 21 wow. years. In fact, we mark our anniversary this year um, in April. That speaks to leadership. Yeah. I mean, and you know, we've never had a crossword. Wow. So, or your um, D would go up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I actually engaged Elizabeth and Kelly when I was pregnant with Lucas. And because I knew I wasn't going to be able to work, you know, after I had him. Necessity. Exactly. And so that was kind of how the team was born. And Elizabeth's been with me ever since. Eveline's been with me six years. Um, and then I have a pretty robust back end. So Andrea helps me with the gifting. Larzell runs all of the paperwork. And then Vic, I have brought her in to help with collaboration, speaking engagements, podcasts, stuff like that. You have like 10 more things on your plate than maybe two years ago. Oh, it's insane. Right. With, with all the stuff that you're doing now, yeah. speaking and everything like that. So how are you balancing the business and speaking? Because you're still going on listing appointments. Yeah. Right? In so fact, you're doing I, like everything. So Byron, I have to tell you, you're the first person I've told. Oh, boy. So here I we went, go. Breaking it right here. <laughs> I went on a listing appointment Sunday. Because yeah. they said, can we meet with you next week? And I'm like, well, I'm actually traveling next week. I won't be able to be there. And she goes, okay. She goes, I really want my husband to meet you. It wasn't Sunday. It was, it was Friday. Friday at five o'clock, I go on the listing appointment. Oh, I have to tell you how I said, how did you get my name? She goes, you sponsored the teacher appreciation at Walton High School. And I'm thinking to myself, that's like six years ago. People remember so, stuff. She goes, I kept your bottled water and said when we were ready wow. to sell our house, I was going to call you. So this lady calls me. I go on this listing appointment. Three million dollars. Off a of bottled water. Off a of bottled water. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so excited. Now I forgot what question you even asked me. What did you ask me? About basically going on listing appointments. Oh, so doing yes, I go on doing. listing appointments. Yeah. So I love the listing appointment. I, I, I actually love buyer appointments, but I love the listing appointment. And people always ask me, you asked me, what's your exit plan, Glenda? Do you remember yes. that question? So I, you know, I love helping people buy and sell real estate. So why in the world would I quit? Yeah. So. And then you get all these great stories because you have oh. more stories than anybody. We'll get into some of those. Oh, it's crazy. Now, was it the bottled water or did you like speak at that? Like, what was the impact? No, I, I provided the bottled water that was for it. teacher appreciation. Th there was no presentation? No. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, I, you have no idea. I have gotten more business from those bottled waters, 47 really? cents a bottle. And I bet you I have made a million dollars off those off things. Off bottled water. Off bottled water. I put my face on it. Because think about it. What do you need besides air? Water. You always need water. Yeah. At every And, and a roof over your head. Exactly. That's Real right. estate. Exactly. So we're, we're in good shape, Glenn. Yeah. We're, we're not going good, anywhere. That's right. We're in high demand. Yeah. So you're getting business literally from everywhere. Yes. Bottled water. Talk to me about all of the content you're putting out. How's that changed the trajectory of the business? Okay. Byron, sit down. <laughs> You're not going to believe this. Cross my heart. I'll show you the text messages. 2.32 on Sunday, I get a text message. Hey, Glenda, I found you on TikTok. I'm relocating to Sandy Springs. I'd like to buy a house. What's the... It's a text message. A text message from someone very young, middle... I have old, no idea you know, how old. Know. You haven't met. No clue how no, old no he idea. is. No. I hooked him up with Evelyn. They're going out to look at houses tomorrow. Off of TikTok. Off of TikTok. How much has TikTok aged up since you've been on the platform? I don't know. I mean, I the majority of people that we get from there are in their 30s. Okay. But I have one lady who's 47 
with a $3 million house. So I'm happy it's big in a puddle. But wait a minute. I'm not finished with my story. No, tell that so story. Yes. At three, I don't mean to cut you off. Three, I don't want your D to go up on me. <laughs> don't take it out on me. Please. At 3.02, so 2.32, I get the text message. At 3.02, I get a phone call. The girl's relocating from New York. Her and her husband to Atlanta. They want to buy a house, $500,000. So within 30 minutes, two people from TikTok specifically, phone call, text message, straight to my phone. Unbelievable. All day, every day. That's about 800000 That's $24,000 right there that I just got. You, in you, 30 minutes. You have an incredibly strong following. The Glitterotis? The Glenderotis. Glenderotis. I always screw it up. I was screwing it up at Tom's house. No, but The Glitterotis, I were, kept saying. They were Glitterotis until Scott Bentley, that mortgage guy, changed it to Glenderotis. Glenderotis. Okay, then so I, I did that right. Poll. I ran a poll. I ran a poll. And you are not going to believe this. I had like 9,000 people vote in the poll to That's have it Glenderotis. 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 Strongest following by far. Absolutely. They're passionate. Yes. So you're probably getting leads not just in Atlanta because they're just, they, they hear you say Atlanta all the time, but they're yeah. just, can you help me in Ohio? Can yeah. you help me in Texas? Yeah. Can you help me in Florida? I just referred a an Olympic softball player from Denver to Nashville. She sends me a DM through Instagram. I love your videos. My wife and I are relocating to Nashville. Can you find me a Glenda in Nashville? So you picked up two referrals? The exit. The exit and, and the buy. You hear that, agent? Sit Two down. Referrals. And you're so you're gonna get fifty percent of a total commission there. Yeah. And you're not going on either appointment. No. All That's day, incredible. every day, and twice on Sunday. Now Glenda may send some cupcakes. I could see her doing that. I know she's probably got that already in the system. Done. Your cupcake expense is gonna go way up in twenty two. Do you know what? Baked by Melissa loves me. Yeah. Baked by Melissa. Not yeah. this podcast is not sponsored by it is not but i'm certain there's going to be a whole bunch of glenda baker stuff yeah sponsored by yeah i i will tell you they have been amazing the quality of the product that they send they're responsive i mean it's amazing so think about it i went on those listing appointments overnighted cupcakes so the next day they both got cupcakes i had two listing appointments sorry about that i went on friday and one on sunday and then I saw you Monday morning. That's right. On my layover. Oh my gosh. Did you see my Instagram where somebody took a video of me and you at the Atlanta airport? I did not see that. And it says- Is it on? What is, what's it's it on? It's on my stories. And it oh says, my goodness. I saw Glenda Baker, Glenda Baker at Hartsfield Jackson. And I'm asking her back a message. I'm like, oh, are you going to Tom Ferry? She's like, no, I'm flying to Vegas for my birthday. I'm not a real estate agent. Wow. And she took a video of me and you talking at the gate. We were shouting at the gate. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. This is what I mean. Most recognizable face right It's now. shocking. I'm at the World Series. This guy, this guy walks up to me. He's like, oh, because are Braves you Glenda won. Baker? Yeah. And I'm like, I am Glenda Baker. He's like, I'm not buying a house. He goes, but I saw stars and blonde hair. I knew it was you. He goes, I love your videos on TikTok. Well, you can't not wear the stars now. Uh, you, if you're watching the podcast, you know she's wearing the stars. Victoria, Victoria says to me, she's like, mom. Enough with the stars already. I'm like, girl, no, you have you, no idea. You've got to do it. <laughs> I'm going to be it's, wearing this shit for the rest of my yeah, life. Like, you know, what's um, Steve Jobs wore the the black yeah, turtleneck? Absolutely. I mean, all the time. It was consistent. It's a yeah. big thing. People talk about it all the time. When uh, Zuckerberg was building Facebook, he had the same, uh, it was a gray sweatshirt or a hoodie or something like that. This is your uniform yeah, now. Absolutely. Yeah. And they're sending them to me. Oh, I'm sure you get them all the time. crazy. Yeah, I love it. How many do you have in your closet? If we go into Glenda Baker's closet, how many star apparel shirts, apparel, are there? 
I have one room that has all of the star apparel because there was so much of it. So I have one room and I use that room like when I'm getting ready to shoot my videos and lay out all of my outfits for the day. Um, probably about 80, 80, 80 sweaters, something. Wow. Sweaters, jeans, shirts. I could see a collab with Jerry Jones someday. <laughs> Love it. The, the Cowboys. What an awesome well, you'd be, idea. You'd be cheating on the Falcons though. It's okay. I'll it's get, okay. I'll get past it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jerry Jones comes calling. You're making that move. Absolutely. hundred percent. Are you a Falcons fan? I am. Uh -huh. You know, I love sports. Oh, 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 I, I know you do. I love sports. Yeah. Basketball, NBA is my thing, but I love all all professional sports. You love events. We got to do another concert. I know. At some Billy Joel. That was fun. Yeah. Was Madison COVID. Square Garden. Yeah. Where, where do you think we're, we're heading right now? That was pre-COVID. I'm so glad we did that because who knows if he's going to do another Madison Square Garden run again. Right. We got to see, really, that was right before COVID kind of kicked off that September fall. September of 2019. 19. Yeah. We were together. Where do you think we're heading right now with this whole COVID thing? You know, you, you're still meeting people. Some people are really cautious. Other people are less cautious. I don't know the feel in Atlanta, but where do you think we're heading and how's it going to impact the real estate market? As we shoot this, we're in Las Vegas. Yeah. And you know, it's mandatory. Vegas has this, changed a lot. In this, It's mandatory in this county yeah. to wear your mask indoors. That's right. I'm in Georgia. Rifles and rednecks. Yeah. Like- we barely shut down. I mean, our governor is like, we're not wearing masks. That's the reason I'm in Florida. Yeah. I mean, he's like, we're not wearing masks. We're not, we, we don't care if you've been vaccinated. We don't, we don't care. We're living our life down here in Georgia. And some people may think that that's very irresponsible, but I will tell you, it has kept our economy going because had he not done that, how many small businesses would have shut down? I mean, We've our seen restaurants. It in so many areas. Yeah, I mean, it's just been crazy. And people are fleeing areas of the U.S. that have these very strong mandates. Now, I, I have to tell you, you know, for me, I, I need people to buy and sell real estate, period. And I need them to feel comfortable buying and selling real estate. Are we taking precautions? Absolutely, 100%. How, whatever the comfort level is of our buyer or seller, that's what's dictating us. But for us, ultimately, we're here to help people buy and sell real estate. And that's it, period. A lot of the states like Georgia, Florida, Texas, where we both spent some time over the last year, they've done a really good job of keeping the economy going. Just looking at Atlanta, because you are the Atlanta real estate agent, where is the future? What is the future of Atlanta? I think, I think the future of Atlanta is probably better than anybody even realizes. Number one, the economy is super strong, lots of young people, lots of money, and a great quality of life. Whether you have children, the school systems, great private schools, great public schools, but really in every single category, I don't think there's any place like Atlanta to live for the quality of life, the cost of life, and just being able to do business is absolutely incredible. We have junior headquarters for Zillow, junior headquarters for Microsoft. Um, I love how Glenda said Zillow. Ugh, <laughs> like it just like it's poison coming out of my mouth. Okay, You're let's hilarious not go on the Zillow topic. Let's just we not may go touch there. on it. You oh, never okay. know. We just uh, did, so we're gonna have to go there. Uh, I don't even want to think about it. But like Amazon, junior headquarters for lots of major corporations in Atlanta, and you've got to keep in mind the airport there. I mean, you can do, you can get anywhere, anywhere. from Atlanta. Yeah. You can get, it, you, you had to come through Atlanta. I had to come through. Well, because I wanted to stay Delta. 
Yeah. And so I, I had to come through. Yeah. Who doesn't want to drive? Who doesn't want to drive Delta? Yeah. Who doesn't want to go with Delta? I love Delta. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I think through this whole thing, you've seen a lot of airlines. I had a direct back to Connecticut, like I don't know, a month ago or something. If I do a couple of days with the team, and JetBlue canceled my flight like three hours before I was supposed to leave. Yeah. Like that, this just has never happened to me on Delta. I'm sure it's happened to other people. But I've always had a great experience with, yeah. with Delta. Yeah, and we have tons of clients that are employees of Delta. And yeah. and it is really important to me to love on our hometown corporations, Coca-Cola. And, and we do everything that we can to support them. I think that's so critical. Yeah, I mean, Atlanta has been, it seems like the last five years, really hot. So I didn't know if that was plateauing. No. But you're saying, no, you're super bullish. No, I mean, even film, television, like you've never seen before. I haven't even told you this. So I have one uh, television show that is shooting Ooh. two seasons. Does anybody know this? Nobody knows. Wow. Nobody knows. Two seasons at one of my, a house I represent for television and film. They're just using the exterior. They've already committed to two seasons, um, 13 episodes a two season. Two seasons with Glenda Baker being the star? No, not me being the star. Well, you should be the star. Come no, on. It's so a, what, what it's a murder mystery thing. So no, I don't want to be the star. Oh, of that. really? Yeah, but it's I, not a real estate show. No, I help people um I help people find locations to film television and film in oh, Atlanta. I got you. Yeah. And so this year has been amazing for that business. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you've worked with a whole you've worked with a bunch of celebrities. So yeah. who's the biggest celebrity Glenda Baker has worked with? Well, they're all very, very recognized. Um, I, ha I have to tell you, I have really worked with a great, uh, the people that I've worked with, I worked with Robin Mead, the headline news anchor, uh, Heinz Ward, Dwight Howard, um, lots of people. Lots of people. Some yeah. that you probably can't say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you still have an NDA. Yeah, I do. Current ones? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Big. Yeah. <laughs> Heinz Ward. Dwight Howard, they still live in there? Are they, are they out? Or So, Hines is originally from Atlanta. Okay, he is. Um, but I've relocated him down to Florida. Really? Yeah, and now he's being interviewed as the head coach for the Texans. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. That's more news. Yeah, being absolutely. Being for the Texans spot. Yeah, and Dwight's originally from Atlanta. Yeah. And maintains a home in Atlanta. He's with LA right now. Shannon so. Sharp's originally from there, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. He still has a place there. Yeah. Is that one of your- The uh, Rock has a- Is that a one of your NDAs? Wink at me if it is. You know, I can't wink. Have you not seen that video? That. No, I didn't see that. Byron, are you not watching? I'm the... watching. You have so much content. Glad I can't see everything. I, I've seen a lot. Though. Byron, 391 videos in 474 days. I would have even thought it's more. You would have. So you've missed some days. I have missed some days. I would. So tell me about that. I mean, everybody, we haven't spent any time on the marketing stuff no. yet on, on this pod, but everybody's obviously asking you probably questions one through 10 are all about TikTok and video and, and everything like that. I'm super interested. Why would you take even a single day off of posting on TikTok right now? So when I started the video journey, I was only going to post two days a week. That was your plan. That was my plan. Two days a week, stretch out the content. Well, no, because I could only shoot eight videos. Eight, I shot eight TikToks. <laughs> so that was two TikToks a week we just month. Got, I think we just got 12 TikToks already out of this pod. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I I was only shooting eight TikToks at a time, at a time, and that was it. So, so you're like, that'll be good for a month, two a week. Yeah, makes sense. Because I was at zero, so two a week sounded great to me, right? Yeah. And then I shot a batch, 
And Denver sent me a message and he's like, don't post any more videos. I need to edit them. I need to do some more editing. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, he never sent me a message to go ahead and start posting them again. So I didn't. And that was 10 days. And he sends me a message. He goes, why aren't you posting any videos? (laughs) And I'm like, well, you didn't tell me that it was that I could post them again. He's like, did you not see the comments? I'm like, well, I saw them, but I didn't understand. They were talking about that I was zooted and I totally don't even know what that means. And he goes, he goes, it means you're stoned and your eyes were red. I had to go back and edit out your eyes. And I'm like, oh gosh, are you serious? So anyway, so then I started reposting and then, you know, some days I just, believe it or not, don't did, post. Did they say zooted or zapped? They said zooted. Zapped they said, is the big Bob memory thing. They said, Miss Glinda Oh, Miss Glenda zooted. Zooted is something I would have said back when That's I was what they said. And I was like, you can go back and look. It was hilarious. Yeah. Zapped. Zapped is what I think yeah. the really cool kids say. Yeah, I don't know. You weren't zapped or you were? I wasn't zapped or zooted. You've heard it here first. Glenda Baker <laughs> is not getting zooted or zapped. And I know that because we've been friends for a long time. I know you would not be getting yeah. zapped, zooted, drinking nothing. <laughs> no, water. Water and that's it. Yeah. And good food. Yeah, awesome food. And good friends. Yeah. So- all right, so you're now posting every day though, because yeah. I'm seeing you it, every day. I've figured out a strategy. Okay, I figured out a Glenda Baker strategy. Okay. Tell me why this is working. You're posting on TikTok first thing in the morning every day. Yes. Why? Because if I don't, they're texting me. They're like DMing me. <laughs> I didn't know if it was just easier to get out of your no. off your s- schedule. I'm no. gonna post. I mean, I have I have my schedule. I started posting. So I would post at night. I, I, everybody said, oh, post in the daytime, four o'clock, three o'clock. That's what o'clock. I've heard. Everybody said, oh, that's when your people are active. Oh, go check and see when everybody's on. You know, that's when you should post. Well, I would post at night. I would post. The, I mean, I had no consistency. And then I started posting in the morning to make sure it got done every single day. And as soon as I did that, it was like they were biting into it. And then I was getting the DMs like, um, you haven't posted. Is everything OK? Are you on vacation this week? Like, where, where are you? And so I would get all these Instagram messages and I'm like, holy cow, they're like really waiting for me to post. Like one guy's in the comments, like, I can't get out out of bed until you post your video. Could you like post? You need to get people out of bed. I'm like, holy cow. Like, what the hell? So, um, yeah. The economy's productivity is reliant on your post right now. Yeah. It's, is it 7 a.m.? Is that what I'm so like I'm I wake it? up I wake up every day between 5:50 and 6:10. And so for the first hour all I do is comment and engage on other people's posts cuz it gets the juices flowing, my juices and yeah. their juices. And yeah. it starts pinging them. Oh, you have a message from Glenda. Yeah. Eric says it from Broke Agent says this all the time as well. Yeah, so you kind of get the juices going and then I typically post about 7 o'clock. I post my video on TikTok. And then I post my video on a, a different video on Instagram. And then and now I'm trying to fall in love with LinkedIn. And it is so difficult. Really? It, oh my God. They're so stuffy over there. <laughs> it's just they're so stuffy. So are you doing different content on LinkedIn? Yeah. yeah. Of course. Different stuff. Well, longer no. form or no, no, no. I'm doing my same stuff. You're doing your stuff. Okay. My same stuff. I put, you know, I did Glenda's guide to LinkedIn. So I tried to do that over on LinkedIn where I was a little bit more uh, buttoned up, a little bit more professional, wow. no stars. No curses. Fell flat. They fa- they love the stars over there. They're looking for somebody who's different. Yeah. So I've been posting the content and it's finally. And some of your content's all crossing over, TikTok to Reels. I see Instagram, by the way, if you're not following Glenda on Instagram, if you're one of the few people that's not. She's got different content on there, so you're not going to oh, see yeah. the same stuff. There's a lot of different live. stuff on, on yeah, um, a lot of lives. Yeah, 
and just a lot of different stuff than what you're posting on TikTok, but some of your great TikToks are ending up there yeah. and then you're now crossing over to LinkedIn. Why are you bull or getting into LinkedIn in 2010? Because I think those people need me. They do. <laughs> I and I, the and I, I feel like that you have to tackle one platform a quarter. Mm -hmm. Like you kind of, you, you've got to get proficient at that platform. That's what I did with TikTok. So Q4 of 2020 was TikTok. Q1 of 2022 was Instagram. So our 2021 was yep, Instagram. 21. So now I'm trying to get better with LinkedIn. YouTube? Uh, YouTube, I've already done that. So yeah. that was Q2 of 2021. Yeah. But again, YouTube is that long play. Yeah. But I've doubled my subscribers on YouTube. I, my LinkedIn is up 668%. Wow. Yeah. And are you personally, what everybody wants to know, are you personally posting yes. or is Denver? No, I'm, I post everything. Everything. I post everything. You're writing the copy. Yeah, every single thing. And I have Larzell who looks at every single every single metric. So she p takes all of the videos, all of the titles of the videos, LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, where I posted it, YouTube. And then we look at like, what color was my shirt? Was my hair a beauty pageant? Was it straight? What, what color were the captions? Uh, how long was it? Like what is performing? And now I have a TikTok person. So TikTok reached out to me because in the real estate space, I'm evidently a rock star, they said. Yes. And so verified. Um, they're working with me to talk to me a little bit about- well, you should be. Are you not verified? I'm not verified. And there's 157 fake Glendas. I've seen them all. Which makes not my head all. spin around. It's not fly my nose. But um, so they're working with me. So this is really interesting. I have a hundred, I average 135,000 views a day across my video catalog on TikTok. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. So the average TikTok video is watched for nine seconds. Mine is 29.7 seconds. And 31.1% of the people watch start to finish multiple times. Yeah, I could see that. Yes. I, I've done that a few times. It's interesting to me. It's just- And so, I know you and I've done it a few times. Yeah, it's so interesting <laughs> to me. Because they're really good. Yeah, I, 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 I look at it and like we talk, is it story time? Is it- um, infomercial, is there entertainment? Like, what is it that they're biting into? And on the video where I asked, like, why do you follow me? What do you want more of? Like, they tell you, we love you because you're direct, you're honest, you take no shit, you know, do no harm. So it's kind of, it's it's worked out well for me. What's the average time of your TikToks video? Um, 46 seconds. So you, on average, you're, so you're almost a minute, which is yeah. longer than I, I think other people yeah. That are doing really well on the platform. But TikTok is encouraging me to do longer. They form. are. Yeah, they are. I get the sense, you're going to know better than I do, that TikTok is leaning more in 22 into educational. Absolutely. That kind of stuff, as opposed to just the trends. Right, exactly. So they're moving much more towards infotainment infotainment mm -hmm. yeah educational with a flair or mm -hmm. a big personality like you have right and they want to go that direction what what else what would you say on tiktok what's the number one element on tiktok that an agent or anybody producing content needs to pay attention to is it the hook is it the length is it the titles is it the style what is it I think that you need to be able to tell people something that they can relate to. They can see themselves or they want to see themselves in that story. 
And I think that that's what people tend to bite into the most. And they want to know what's really going on. It's never been more important to be authentic than it is today. People are done with scripted reality. They want to see you be authentic and relatable. And if they believe what you're saying and they can relate to what you're saying, then they're all over that. So your first hook line of these videos, are those natural or are you planning out like how to or everything is natural. You're just naturally spitting hooks because you have a lot of hooks. If you go through, it's like hook, hook, hook. I have no, I had no, no clue that there was a hook. None whatsoever. To me, I always like, I'm just taught. I mean, like you didn't tell me what we were going to talk about. Uh, I didn't, you didn't even ask. Nope. And I gave you absolutely no clue. Yeah. What we were talking. And I don't, and we didn't talk about TikTok for the second half of this yeah, thing. And I don't, and I don't want to know. And so all of my TikTok, nothing is scripted. Nothing. Like I literally, I text Denver, um, expired listing, listing takeover. So I texted him that last night. So literally he'll sit in the chair. He'll say, Listing takeover, expired listing. And you remember that. And I'll, and I'll go back to, this is what I want to talk about on that. So it's all off the cuff. It's all 100% organic. It's all natural. It's all Glenda. And that's just a text thread. Yeah. Nothing crazy. Nope. You don't need a, a Monday.com board or anything. No. You're, you're just texting. No. <laughs> Have that list ready for me when we shoot. How many yeah. videos are you shooting at a time? 47. That's so the record? I, that's the most I've shot. So I went wow. from eight videos, remember? To 47, my last shoot. So is that like an endurance you have to build up? Could you have done you could you have done 47 when you're shooting eight or have you had to no, build up to get there? Yeah. I didn't know my ass from a hole in the ground when I was shooting <laughs> eight. So it, it was like I had no, I didn't know what I was doing. And so now, like I know, like I, and I'm at my house. I'm comfortable. I'm in my surroundings. I have my clothes. It's my temperature. Like if I want a coffee or a water or I want a snack or I want to go up and re-roll my hair or change my earrings. I can do it because I'm in my my space and I love that. Yeah. And your authenticity, every that's why the Glenda Roddies are so passionate because you're so authentic on that platform. On all, all your social media. Yeah, I think so. There. I think so. And I and I'm not I'm unapologetically me. Yeah, you are. Period. What it, that's brought you a you know, a huge following and passionate, but it's probably also brought you some people that are like, no, that's wrong, or have just been straight up haters or trolls. Oh, yeah. How have you dealt with the hate? Well, you know, I got into a little bit of a of a little TikTok battle with Grant Cardone, and that was like scary hairy. He and responded? He, re- he, has, he responded. His people responded. With a lawsuit or with a no, little no, no, message? No. Just with okay. just with direct messages. And then, you know, he came on Clubhouse when I was in Clubhouse and, and called me out. And Same room. Yeah. And so this is the thing is like, I don't ever like emanate to try and hurt somebody. I'm not trying to get followers. But you and I, we're in the business. And you, I, I mean, I don't know about you, but my bank isn't calling me unless I'm not paying them. I mean, when somebody posts a video and says, at the start of COVID, I had 1.4 billion in debt and my bankers started calling me. Well, my bankers- You're talking about the Grant Cardone video. So I know what video you're talking about. Yeah. He's talking about all the debt he had. He was was important to the bank. So they reached out to him at the beginning of COVID to basically work together to get through this is is the video that that he put out. And so- Exactly. But he doesn't give any explanation about why they're calling him or anything. 
and I'm and in the video I talk about like, well, you have 1.4 billion in debt, but like, why are they like? The only reason they're calling me is when I owe them money. So are you like not able to pay your payments? Like, like are these highly leveraged assets? Like, and you know that's the video, and and they were like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Well, to me, if you have two billion in assets, but you owe 1.4 billion, you know how much asset do you really have? So it was it was a big thing. And like some guy, he's on there talking about that he put, presented a fake contract to a lender, and uh, to get a, an uh, an appraisal. And I'm like, that's mortgage fraud. And yeah. I mean, I mean, you, you, you. If, yeah, hundred percent. Hello. Yeah, hundred percent. And so the guy comes back at me. I mean, hard. Wow. I mean, that guy comes back at me like ready to rip my lungs out. And I'm like, look, buddy, more power to you. I'm just telling you right now, if the average Joe presents a fake contract to the lender, and he gets caught, he's going to jail. That's right. Period. So it's safe to say that if Grant goes and buys a multifamily deal in Atlanta, you're, you're not going to be representing him? Well, you know, I, I have to tell you. <laughs> I'm sure you would. I'm I actually it. love his books, like his 10X book. Yeah. I've read all of his books and I love like how he motivates people. And and my issue was never, ever with him or never, ever to question it. My it, My content was to say, what you're doing is working for you, mm. but- the average Joe that has a highly leveraged asset yeah. is at the mercy of the bank. But when you owe the bank $1.4 billion, they're at your mercy. That's right. Because they can't afford for you to fail. That's why they're calling you. So it wasn't a target at him. It was more talking to my audience. Like, if you're the average Joe, yeah. you don't need to be highly leveraged like that. That's not going to work for you. It's not, Joe. because... Yeah. If yeah. you've got two kids and a dog and you've got a rental house that's highly leveraged and you can't make the payments on it, I got mm. news for you. Big bank isn't calling you to discuss having lunch with you. And that rental house is going to bring you so much stress yeah. to where you can't even think about being productive on improve. You know, if you just improve your job and earn more money within your job, that's going to mean a lot to that yeah. family. But you can't even do that when you're distracted by the stress of, uh, am I going to make this other mortgage payment? Uh, you know, is something going to break? Do I got to kick the tenants out? That's very stressful for a, a lot right. of people. And my audience is the average Joe. Really. I mean, that's who's watching me. That's who's depending on my counsel. And so I want to make sure that when you're watching some inflammatory TikTok video about some guy who buys a $70,000 house and presents a $90,000 contract to a lender to get an appraisal in hand to do a cash out refinance, that you know that that shit doesn't smell good. Yeah. Period. And that's what I want people to know. I find my most engaged posts or videos are when I take that ridiculously strong stance. Like this is where I'm at on this Zillow issue, or this is where I'm at on this other particular topic. You said something recently, like let it rip or use your words. I forget what they were, but just go out there and just completely let loose and don't worry about the rest of this stuff. No. I mean, that's the thing is like, turn up the volume. Turn up the volume. That's what it was. Like it's max volume. And people always say, oh, like Linda, are you really like that? Well, you've been around me. Yeah. I'm really like this. You've been like this since the day I've known you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I again, I am unapologetically me. Yeah. And, and, I, and I believe what I'm saying. And I think that that's why the audience is so engaged. You know, the density, the Glenderatis, 
like when those people were jumping on me about that mortgage fraud or jumping on me about Grant Cardone, those people, they were in there. She's 100% right. She's just saying what you don't want to hear. She, what she's telling you is the honest truth. And that's the thing is like, I want people to be educated about real estate, whether you're a buyer, a seller, or an agent. I want to level up our community and I want to make sure that you're doing everything you can to control the narrative. That's why I talk about Zillow all the time. Yeah. And you're so right because every time I've personally made the mistake of, I want to please all sides of this conversation, the content flopped, super vanilla, nobody cared about it on one way or another. I'd rather have the open debate. And if somebody's going to get really like upset about it, it's good for the conversation in the comments because everybody's going to learn. Obviously, if they're they're not, you know, attacking, you know, somebody's personally, but if they're attacking the issue and then we can get into a debate about it, debate's healthy. It's what yeah. we're like refusing to do in this this country right now. But that's a whole nother topic for we, another day. You know, I did a video about millennials and I was totally off target. I mean, Totally I remember this because you came out and yeah. did a follow up. And 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 they, I mean, they came at me and they yeah. were like, no, you don't understand. And it was so awesome. It was in regards to that they were indecisive. That the reason yeah. that millennials weren't buying was because they were indecisive. And they were like, hold on, Karen. Yeah. That's <laughs> not true. And and they literally they set me straight. Yeah. They set me straight. Well, I, I think in your follow up to that, if I'm correct, you talked about the, the student debt thing really, yeah. really weighing on them. And I'm such a believer in if you've got the opportunity, I just had Sam Coleman in here. He's a Las Vegas agent. I don't know if you know Sam. Yeah. And Sam, he was, he tried to make it to the NBA. He made it to the NBA, but then didn't make it all the way. He was in the, in the G league. So before he got his license, he was Ubering to be able to take the real estate test. He failed five on the fifth time he got it. So he Ubered to get into real estate. Not enough people are doing something like that to go put themselves in position to win. They're being told, a lot of millennials their whole life, and I'm a millennial, I'm like the, uh, the uncle of the millennials because I'm at the older end <laughs> of millennials. They've been told their whole life by every teacher, by every parent, guidance counselor, that you've got to go to college. That's why we end up with so many general study four-year degrees. And then they are suffocated by a significant amount of debt. And it immobilizes a lot of them. They can't take action nope. because all they think about is, how the heck do I pay? You're not going to pay that debt off Ubering. But what Sam did was Uber to get a license to put himself in an industry with no glass ceiling right. so he can make all the money in the world. Absolutely. 100%. And I think that what we don't realize is that when you're encouraging these kids to go to school, and they're all coming out with the same exact degree with no separation. Yeah. Nobody's taught them how to live in the real world. Nobody's taught them how to manage their money. Nobody's taught them how to invest. And they have no idea. I mean, I've got kids applying for apartments. I can't even get them an $1,100 apartment, much less a house, yeah. for God's sake. So I, I think that it's, I think that when I'm, when I'm wrong, I'm not afraid to say that I'm wrong. Um, but when I'm right, and when I think that I'm right, you'll let them know. I'm damn sure going to double down on that. Yeah. And I think that that that's part of the attraction to me is that you know I'm 55 years old, so I'm I'm definitely on the older end of real estate agents. I'm definitely on the older end of people. No, your average age. 
55 to 58 average but nobody's doing video this my age <laughs> no you're right I mean, in that sense i mean yeah. we were in that video mastermind yeah. yeah i'm the oldest one in the group yeah and the or, or christoph we'll throw christoph under the bus no, now he's Is 53 he oh, he's 53 okay. yeah so I mean, sorry christoph yeah. if you're <laughs> listening to this <laughs> <laughs> so, but that, I mean, that's the thing is like, you know, I'm, I'm older and a lot of people were like, I got news for you. Nobody's watching you. Like you're this old lady in Atlanta, Georgia. Nobody's going to watch your videos. I mean, I heard that over wow. and over and over again. A little motivation like, for you. You're wasting your money. It literally to me, it was just like being the last kid picked on the playground. I mean, I was the last kid picked on the playground every day every year while I was in school. And so it does nothing but make me stronger. You've been in this business multiple decades mm -hmm. and you decided the last couple of years to go all in on this and it worked. Yeah, you, you didn't have to be in at the beginning of YouTube or the beginning of Instagram. You got in at your time, yeah. put in the work yeah, and it popped off because you're doing you, you're being super authentic. Yeah, and consistent. Yeah, yeah. and, and, and I'm not, and I'm not gonna stop. No, oh, I know. You yeah. said that in Dallas a few weeks ago when we were hanging out. You're like, I'm not stopping. I'm going, I'm taking this thing to the next level. Oh, I'm yeah. building around this. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, ha you have no idea what I have planned. I mean, it is absolutely insane. So when you talk about turning up the volume, and I almost thought, like, like where else can I go with it? Like, what else can I do? Like, how can I turn the volume up on my voice even more? And that's the great thing about Denver is like the collaboration, the ability to bounce it off of somebody who is so awesome. I mean, that's really, really fueled my passion to have somebody who believes in me like that. What are you going to do with the real estate business? Because you've been an operator your whole life. You've got a great business. Yeah. You're going to continue to grow that just like the other Absolutely. side. Absolutely. Yeah. So Absolutely. you're on a, what are you, an indie, independent brokerage? No, I'm, I run under Ansley Real Estate, which is actually okay. a part of App Properties. Okay. So obviously this podcast, you're staying there, but I guess a lot of people would say, uh, I don't want to see, see any doubt that you'd be leaving or anything like that. Cause we've had zero conversations to be clear that you're leaving. <laughs> I don't want like your broker watchers. Like, what does buyer know that is about to hit me in my face? Um, a lot of people would say, Oh, Glenda, you should come over to EXP, right? You should come over to whatever the, the other real or something like that. Because if you're influenced, you'd be able to recruit somebody towards your deadline. What's your thoughts on, there's nothing wrong with building that way, but what's your thoughts on that model? You know, I think that that model works well for a lot of people. And um, had EXP or Real been prevalent in my market in 2016 when I made the move to Berkshire Hathaway, would I have looked at one of those? Probably because I had Glenda Baker and Associates. I had my own company for 11 years that I ran. Um, but I love being in the trenches. I love helping people buy and sell real estate. And I don't know if it's like the kill of the deal that makes me love it, the ability to help somebody who makes me love it so much, or the fact that that I barely got out of high school and here's somebody with a $7 million house who's willing to trust me with it. Yeah. So, and maybe it's a combination of all of it. I love being in the trenches. Running a brokerage was never, ever my love. Um, but definitely things have changed for me in um, the influence that I have in the industry. So I just want to level agents up. But I will tell you, I probably have 5,000 messages from people wanting to get into real estate, 
all over the country. Um, so I definitely want to understand how I can help those agents and guide yeah, there's them. There's a lot of different ways. Putting somebody in a downline doesn't necessarily mean you're helping them. It means they've right. got a license and they've got a broker, but they can do that anywhere. Yeah, but I think there's I think there's another layer to Glenda that's that's um, always always prevalent. Do you want to tease that? No, I don't. Come on, Glenda. You, <laughs> you, you've already given us a few I'm things. I'm not telling that you, you everything, Byron. All right. Well, if you if you want to tell us any more secrets, we're, we're happy to <laughs> happy to hear them here first. Where, where's uh twenty two look like for because that's another thing you talk about it. I love when you talk about like what's going on with the economy, the the market because you follow it more than most agents. This has been a wild January already, right? I mean, this insanity. Is, this has been crazy. Where do you see the next 11 months in our economy and how will that impact the real estate market? So I have to tell you, I really thought that um, the current um, like Omicron, I really, is that how you say Omicron? Yeah. Uh, Omni? Bobby? Well, Omicron. 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 Thank you. Somebody's um, got to be smarter. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really thought that that was possibly going to shut us down again. Mm -hmm. I was very concerned about that and how that would affect the real estate market. But I'm going to tell you. I'm very bullish on real estate. I, I think that there is amazing opportunity. People are saying to me, but Glenda, why would you get into the market at the height of the market? It makes absolutely no sense. I just sold a house and these people bought this house in the 70s. The interest rate was a zillion percent. Yeah, people don't understand that. They were like, there's no way we're going to pay for, be able to pay for this house. They paid $137,000 in 1973 for this house. Original owners, I just sold it for 885. I'm telling you right now, if you don't get in the market today, you may not be able to get into it tomorrow. No, it's true. So is the market going to go down? Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. The market is going to go down. Yeah. But let me give you a good example. My house in Austin Lake, I bought it in 2006. I paid $379,000 for it. I sold it in 2013. For 375. That house today is six hundred thousand dollars. So yeah. it wasn't that the market went down. It was when I chose to sell it, the market was down. So is the market going to go down? It is. But is it going to stay down? No, because people always are going to need a place to live. Period. And really, for the first time, Wall Street's figured out that they can guarantee a return on renting single family homes to people. And, you know, we go up over 4% on the interest rate. That makes more people renters. Yeah. Right. That does. are interested in, in buying a single family home. And they know that, which is why if they're buying on the peak, then it's not the peak. Right. Right. It's it maybe the peak in the short term, but long term, they know it's not. And that's how it's always been through, through history. There's going to be another peak. Well, I'm in the market. Like, I'm in the market too. I, in multiple markets. I'm in South Florida and Connecticut, like looking in both yeah, markets right like, now. It's like, I'm not not going yeah. to buy a house because the prices I, are high. I've started putting some content out there on TikTok and the TikTok comments get wild. They get wild. <laughs> and like people are like, you know, this guy isn't always talking about. It. It's like, he just wants you to buy a home. He just wants you to buy a home. I'm not asking anybody to buy a home with me on TikTok. In fact, you, you'd be working with my team, but- I'm out there looking to buy a house. Yeah. So I'm eating my own, what is it, dog food? I nev yeah. I've never eaten dog food, yeah. but I'm literally 
practicing what I preach yeah. by going out there and you know, it's hard to win a deal right now, oh. even if you've got cash. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. I actually made an offer on a house. Gosh, I guess it was March of 2021. I got, they played my offer against somebody else for sale by owner. It was a complete and total nightmare. I didn't get that house. I made an offer on another house. I didn't get that house. I made an offer on another house. I got it. Couldn't go forward with it. I wanted to buy another house. Couldn't get it. I mean, multiple offers. So, I mean, it is absolutely crazy what is going on out there. And it doesn't matter what price range you're in. You're 400,000, it's yeah. crazy. You're at a million five, it's crazy. Yeah. Luxury market in 22, up or down? Up, up, up. Insanely up. I mean, that's the thing. Are we, is, are we talking just Atlanta or everywhere? Uh, I think I think Atlanta is very strong. Yeah. But I think that the luxury market, because the people who have money have more money than ever. Yeah. Um, but this is interesting to me. So I made an offer for a client. We went and looked at this house. I said, I'm just going to tell you right now, this house is 300,000 higher than any home has ever sold in this neighborhood. I said, I just got to tell you, I, there's yeah. no comp right. for this house. They're paying cash. They're not doing an appraisal. They don't care. He goes, okay, put the offer in at this. He goes, I'm prepared to lose $300,000. So he wasn't making the offer based on what he felt the value of the home was. He was making the offer based on what he was willing to lose. In a worst case scenario, I'm prepared to lose $300,000. Wow. Make the offer. The house was worth more than the cash. Yeah. Yeah. And the house was worth more to him because of the location, the setting, the product. It wasn't the money that was important to him. It was those things he wanted right now in his life. And he was prepared to make an offer where he, in a worst case scenario, he was going to lose $300,000. He goes, I'm fine with that. Make the offer. What do you think of all this crazy stuff? Uh, I agree. Buying homes is really smart, whether it's now or any time into the future. What do you think of all this like crazy digital land stuff, metaverse, NFTs, What's your thoughts on the whole thing? So let me ask you a question. Yeah. If you told your wife, we're going to go live in a thousand square feet and we're going to live in a meta house. Yeah, yeah. We're going to live in a virtual re real estate. Yeah. Is your wife jumping in that boat? She'd say, well, let's see. I am due at least 50% of everything if we get divorced right now. <laughs> and I can just, I'll take the Connecticut house or the Naples house and you can, with your proceeds, go do that if you yeah, want. You That's go what she would enjoy say. your life yeah. in your virtual house. Yeah. And it's like I told Denver, Denver asked me this question and I said to him, I said, I'm going to tell you something. Do I think that people will buy virtual real estate? A hundred percent. hundred percent. But do I think that people are going to be satisfied living in a virtual real estate? I don't, not today, No. maybe in the future, but not today. Definitely in the future, not anywhere soon. So I don't, I don't think in many, many people that are in real estate right now, their careers, whether you're just starting or just finishing are not going to see that being really relevant. It's, it's pretty far out in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. But I think that we need to understand it. Oh, for sure. Because we need to be able to speak intelligently about yeah. it. Just like when Zillow came onto the scene, we needed to understand yeah. it so we could speak about it.
So I, I just, I think you need to understand it so you can control the narrative. And so you can provide important information because I think that the real estate, the role of the real estate agent is going to change more over the next five years than it has ever in the past. And I think changed that, a lot over the last five. I'm gonna, I mean, I think that you're in for a very interesting ride as the real estate industry continues to um, move in a virtual um, online big box, I buy, I think that all of that is going to affect you. And I think it's going to do very similar to the medical industry. Interesting. On agents, buyer agents, is that where you're going? Buyer agents, listing agents. I think yeah. that people are going to be prepared to pay premium for the best. And Yeah, I agree. And yeah, because if you're going to a brain surgeon, you want the best brain surgeon. If you're going to any doctor right now, you you want to get the best. You want the best. And Especially with where we're at. And you're willing to pay yeah. that for that. And this is the thing is that you're going to have a segment of the Schooling. population. Yeah. It, you're going to have a segment of the population who will take whatever they are given. Hmm. Whatever doctor, whatever teacher, whatever school, whatever real estate agent they're given. They'll click a button and they'll be fine with that. But the people that are serious about their investment are going to want to work with the Michael Jordan of real estate. They're going to want to work with the best real estate agent. And I think that our role is going to become more valuable and more critical than ever. You know, because you coined the Michael Jordan of real estate, which yeah. when I heard you say that, I was like, oh my God, I cannot believe Glenda just took my favorite player. So, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to just show you my phone here. I'm going to take Muhammad Ali of real estate. I'm going to take that over since, like since you already it. claimed the the Michael. I've always had Muhammad Ali on my phone as my. I like little, it, uh, but this is this no, is. The I'm thing. not going to copy like that. That, but it's. But I love that you say that. Well, this is the thing: is that who who wants to be the worst real estate? Nobody agent? wants to be the Scottie Pippen right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just sorry. I have to say that because I'm such a big Jordan fan. Well, you know, I mean, this is the thing: is that people will come to me and they're like, why should we pay you more? Why should we hire you as a real estate agent? I am the Michael Jordan. And I say, and I believe it. Yeah. Like, I, no, you're not just saying it. No. Yeah. I believe it. And on my, on my uh, TikTok, everybody's like, you do understand Michael Jordan is retired. And I'm like, and you do understand that he sells more tennis shoes yeah. than any, any other guys. athlete and yeah. every other athlete combined. Yeah. Do you understand that? So the T-Rex might not have been a great example because it is extinct, but the Michael <laughs> Jordan of real estate, I stand by that. And it was so funny. I sent an email to an agent and I said, hey, here's my buyer's offer. Uh, we did a we wrote 117 contracts. We closed 114 transactions. I want to make sure you understand that me and my team were the Michael Jordan, the Tom Brady, the Freddie Freeman of real estate. And the- The well, Freddie Freeman, you throw him in with- Tom Brady and Michael Jordan. This is when you know Glenda is the biggest Atlanta homer of all time. She just threw Freddie Freeman in there with Jordan and Brady. I had to call you out on that. Come on. I'm in Atlanta. Come on. I'm selling a house Freddie. in Atlanta. We just won said, the World Series. Could have said Greg Maddox. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Yes, I'm oh. serious. Fre Fre Freddie I, I should have said, uh, what's his name? Jorge Soler, the one who hit the home run. Yeah. But no, no, no. Um, Fred McGriff. Freddie Freeman, he's a hometown favorite. All right. I guess so. I'm doing anything Jeez, and everything Freddie I can. Freddie Freeman. But you know, it's funny because the loan officer sent me an email. Client. 
No. <laughs> His wife's a real estate agent. Oh, really? With my company. Oh, wow. Kind of hilarious. Okay, all right. Um, but no, I mean, it was funny because the thing about it is, is the loan officer sends me a message and he goes, he goes, that was a great email. He goes, how many agents can say they wrote 117 contracts and closed 114? So yeah. that's why I go back Ooh, to yeah. like when you're when you're wanting to get your home sold, are you willing to leave it to chance? Yeah, that's a great stat. Yeah. 114 out of 117. Yeah. Wow. 99%. Yeah. Here's what I think is a big, to your point about people going to the best. If this really becomes a trend over the next five years, and if it happens, that's when it would happen, where people are, I'm not going to, sellers are not going to put out a commission offering for buyers, buyer agents, because legally they're going to be able to do that. Yeah. And if you start to see that and buyer agents have to defend their commission with the buyers, buyers are really going to wake up on, is it the first person I'm meeting in an open house now? Or is it the MJ of real estate? Right. Who am I working with right. on this deal? Exactly. You know, I have to tell you, I never understood when I got into real estate why the seller paid the buyer agent commission. Because why would you pay somebody to negotiate against you? I've got friends in finance in New York. They're like, there's no industry that does that. Yeah. I I never understood that. Yeah. But remember, I just barely got out of high school. So I, I wasn't yeah. going to question it. But in my head, I I really think that the buyer should pay their agent because you are paying somebody to be a pit bull for you. And I never, ever want their, like, I don't represent the buyer and seller in the same transaction because I don't think I can get the seller the most money and the buyer the best deal. I'm just not smart enough to do that. I feel like that the buyer's agent would almost want hmm. to pay them to ensure that they are Where it gets tricky is you know, the 30 year fixed mortgage oh, yeah, is how most people cheap. buy homes. And so they've got to figure out a way to make sure that that's getting wrapped into their loan, I think. But you know, this is the thing is that just tells you how antiquated mm -hmm. the lending process is. I mean, if you look at VA, like the VA loan has literally taken out the VA buyer yeah. in this competitive market when really yes. those loans- Nobody wants to deal with that nobody. appraisal. And, and they should be at the top for preferential you're right. treatment. You're right. And they are now relegated to the bottom. People won't even right. look at them. Yeah. And so, you know, the lending guidelines are so antiquated. Right. And think about all of the creatives. Think about Bobby. Does Bobby have like a regular nine to five where he's getting a paycheck every well, single Bobby week? is getting a, a paycheck. Oh, okay. A nice and okay, sorry, Bobby, you're not a good example. But if Bobby <laughs> was a getting, freelancer. Yeah. yeah, no, he's not a freelancer. Then, then the thing about it is, is all these creatives that are doing freelance yeah. work now that are 1099, getting those people qualified for a loan to get them financed is so difficult. Like yeah. my sweet Denver. So that's the thing is I just feel well, like that the lending guidelines need to like be updated. Denver might become a Glenda W2 before you, you never know. Uh, do you know what? The guy is so talented. You know, he's a he's he's on a panel. That's why he's not here with me. He's on a panel this week because in his industry, he's like Obviously, he's a rock star. Yeah. Well, I got him. I got you. Got to show me where to follow him. Oh, he's he's amazing. Denver Bailey at Denver Bailey. All right. I, I, awesome. Everybody should follow him then. Um. Every. Do you know what? He gets calls every single day, and it was so funny. This videographer called him and said, "I don't know who you are, 
but you're shooting videos for some real estate agent. And he goes, I'm in Arizona and I'm getting all these calls that they want to shoot videos like Glenda Baker. So I just figured I'd pick up the phone and call you and say, what's going on? The Glenda Baker style. It's all yeah. over. All, it's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. So I want to wrap up with this, Glenda. You've always, uh, your team has always been 100% female. Yeah. And it still is. Yep. Yeah. So I think that's really cool because we just saw the top 200, Swanapol top 200 come out. I don't know if you're following that okay. nerdy stuff yep. that I am. And I think it was 48. It was only about 25% of the top 200 most powerful people in real estate were female. You've been a female leader in this industry for a long time. Your actions have backed that up by the way you've built the team. Where do you see, do you see that list growing? What kind of impact are you going to make on that list in the future to rise up more female leaders in the industry? I cannot believe that this is the question we're going to end with. Yeah. So, why, why, why can't you believe it? Well, I just, I, ju I just shot a video and I haven't even released the oh. video because the video I felt like might have a little too much battery acid in it. Oh, um, well, let's let it out here first and then well, it won't be as bad. I'll tell you, <laughs> you make a great point Yeah. that the faces of leadership in the real estate industry all look the same yeah. and they're all men. Yeah. And what is really crazy is that behind every single one of them is a leadership team of women. Mm -hmm. And that is crazy to me that we have stood behind and really have let them be the face when really it's our actions that have catapulted that leadership to the forefront. So I encourage all women and I want to empower all women to take that position, that front facing, that consumer facing, and there's never been a better opportunity to raise your voice as a woman as there is now with social media and yeah. video. There is no reason that you need to have stand behind anybody anymore. And I think that you're going to see that, that poll change very, very, very quickly. I think you'll be on it. You know what? I hope so. I, I hope so. There would I would be honored and flattered because I want to make sure more than anything else that we level up our industry. I want people to look at the real estate industry and say, these are professionals that are valuable, that impact and inform people's everyday life. Do you realize the impact that you have? Oh, yeah. Giving people the dream of home ownership helping them create generational wealth. I mean, there has never, ever been any industry that builds wealth like real estate. And you and I facilitate that. And to think that we are, you know, nothing more than salespeople or mouthpieces. Somebody called me an intermediary the other day. I'm sure. And I sent him You've a message. You've heard it all on TikTok. I'm sure of that. He called me that to my face in an email oh, wow. and I sent him back a message. I said, I'm not an attorney. I'm also not an intermediary, but let me tell you what I am. And I think that you need to stand strong in your position. And I think that if, as if more women will come out with that voice, controlling the narrative that there's never been a better opportunity for uh, the faces of real estate to change like there is today. It's a great spot to end Glenda. I want to do this once a year. Okay. It's a date. All right. I would love to. You know, I love you. I have watched you. 
I admire you so much. I love what you're doing. I love your content. You talk about things that are so relevant to our community and you do everything that you can to put out great content that is accurate, that's tactical and applicable that we can use. And I've loved watching you. I've loved getting to know you. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I love you. And I'm keeping you on the record now once a year. Once you're, a year. I mean, in a year from now, you're going to be so big. You may say, ah, oh, I mean, my schedule's so tight. I'm going to hold you to this, Glenda. Absolutely. I'm going to be here right with you. All right, guys. Glenda Baker, if you're not following her, make sure you do it immediately. Thanks, Byron. Thanks, Glenda. Thanks, Glenda.